Under the Influence podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. friends. Oh, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is just something that warms my heart. I am interviewing a local San Diego creator and this interview was just so just so fun. I I'm I'm interviewing someone that's a local creator and I love bringing creators on to the podcast because they bring so much insight into what's actually going on inside of social media, but also to the creator economy firsthand, which is so fascinating. A lot of times I interview founders or people that are working for a brand. And so to bring on a quote unquote creator influencer and someone that really specializes in the lifestyle and fashion area of social media, it was just a really fun conversation. So I just want to welcome Hannah to the show. She is an incredible blogger, content creator, and she also is a podcaster. She has the podcast, How I See It. We actually got to do a really fun swap. And this interview is kind of fun. If you guys like video, we're actually inside of a restaurant inside of San Diego called Seneca that has these gorgeous rooftop views. So very excited to have her on the show. Really interesting story. We share a lot of just mutual conversations and stories, but also I really relate to Hannah on so many levels. She's a go-getter. She's an entrepreneur, but also she's someone that is just really built up a community and audience for herself, which I think is just so awesome. And she's so here for the mental health conversation, for tips and tricks, for really not gatekeeping in the creator industry, which is massive. So without further ado, let's welcome Miss Hannah to the show. Oh my God. Amazing. Okay. Cheers. Yay. I'm so excited. This was a long time coming. This was, oh my God, that just, that just helped so much. (laughs) It's been like the craziest week. I feel like, I mean, everything's been crazy with all the festivals and with all the brands and then like marketing campaigns have just been like insane. So I'm just happy to finally sit down and have a conversation with you. I feel like it never stops though, honestly. Like I always tell myself like, okay, after festival weekend's over, I can rest. And then I'm like, two (laughs) days goes by and I'm like, okay, I can't rest anymore. I feel like you travel a lot. I try not to, to be honest. I'm not a huge travel person, unpopular opinion. No, that's okay. Yeah. But I just like to be in my routine. Yeah. And I like to be in like my element. Yeah. And when I have to go like out of town or like shooting in a different element Mm -hmm. too, like you just don't know how the light is going to look. All these little things that like people don't realize that kind of like stresses me out because I'm so used to just tripod shooting in downtown San Diego. And you're you're probably so detail oriented. It sounds like you like light. You have like the look, you know, your details, like you're very big on like the way like everything comes together. Yeah. And I just feel like I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just like an entrepreneur thing. I just like to like I like things done the Mm -hmm. way I like them done. And like I like to be in my element so that I can be at like my strongest. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And then especially when it's like Palm Springs and it's like almost 100 degrees and the wind is blowing down the tripod. It's like people don't realize the element like that go into it okay I love this so much 
And I, okay, so I, I brought you on the show more specifically because number one, you are just an incredible creator. Oh, I feel like so you've nice. created you. such an awesome community. You're very style. You're very lifestyle. You're very fashion forward. But one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show today and why I actually love talking to creators is just to talk about how you've taken this community that you've built and where you see everything going. Because I feel like right now there's just so much going on in the social media industry and the landscape and everything's changing. And for creators... It's almost like there's so many different opportunities now. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to find like your lane. Yeah. I think like God, there's so many elements to what you just said. I feel like one balance is like key. And that sounds so cliche, but I don't mean it in the way that most people talk about it. I think like there's this pressure where you have to like get on everything yeah. and be on everything. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I feel like people can't give the quality mm -hmm. that is necessary to be able to keep up yeah like because realistically like you can't give 110 percent to every single platform no. by yourself not unless you have a team unless you have yeah. a team yeah there's so no like i think for me i like from a very early like time had to decide like what was going to be like my platforms mm -hmm. i think tiktok came in like the pandemic time and like that was like an obvious yes yeah just because it was so popular and like mm -hmm. honestly not hard to like add mm -hmm. for me just mm -hmm. because like you can redo like reuse real content yeah. and even though it's a little bit different yeah like for instance tiktok is like a bit more casual mm -hmm. a bit more like talk to the camera that yep. stuff isn't as hard but no. like the outfit versus pictures like i already had that content so it was like yeah. obvious to jump on that but I think a lot of creators try to take it all on because there's this pressure to. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like quality ends up suffering. And I don't know, maybe I there's a that. few people who can do it all. But I mean, how do you not get burned out? You that? do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, you totally do. I, I, yeah, I feel like even like working with the team and the girls, like there's always this level too of they're building out content calendars. They're constantly doing content. We're doing it on the brand side, but there is yeah. still that. I mean, I even get burned out and I feel like I'm not even pushing my personal brand as hard as I should be. So how how do you move through that? Is it really just kind of picking one platform and kind of sticking with it? Or what does that look like for you? I think everyone has to have like one main, one or two. Mm -hmm. But I think something that I've really tried to work on and actively still am is like, there's a level of balance that needs to happen like with your thoughts too, like not mm -hmm. just like your routine. And like, you have to acknowledge that obviously like you need to make money yeah <laughs> like obviously <duh>. but like <laughs> i i feel like i've decided to keep that in the back of my mind think about it but not focus on it mm -hmm. because when you focus too much on like i have to hit everything so that i can make money and like have all these multiple streams of income and multiple yeah. streams of income are really good like as an influencer and content creator like you need to have multiple streams of sure. income and what is that can i can i just break that down too what does that actually look like yeah because i know there's like affiliate there's like paid campaigns but like can you break that down too what yeah what that kind of looks like so like paid campaigns on instagram or tiktok like mm -hmm. brand deals there's UGC content, which is like essentially being hired to be like a casual model. I would describe it as because they're not is, hiring yeah. a model, but they're hiring like a more right. like influencer model. And you're just creating content to send to them. And then, like you said, you have like affiliate links and like commission off like to know it and all of that. And then maybe you 
on the side make money running someone's social account for them or you help a brand edit their content. I mean, I feel like that's pretty much the basis of it. The reason why I asked is because I also feel like I'm seeing and tell me if you're seeing this too. I'm seeing a lot more influencers actually invest into brands or like get revenue share deals or like equity deals. And so that's why I was asking because I feel like, again, like as we see these platforms, and I think TikTok is honestly, you know, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like TikTok's done a really great job prioritizing the creator. Yeah. Where Instagram has just felt so like we've been manhandled. And like from both a brand perspective, but then also just someone as like that's on Instagram, it just feels like they never really honored people actually trying to monetize the businesses, whether it's a creator or a brand. I mean, what do you how do you feel about the platforms and how they honor you guys and what you're doing and like the payments and stuff like that? It's so funny because I feel like it's depending on what time of year, how things are going at the algorithm. I have a different answer. Like, it's so funny. It's like a roller coaster. Like you Mm -hmm. just... I always tell people like you just have to roll with the punches of it. Like you just like you just roll with the roller coaster. Like sometimes I'm like, I freaking love Instagram. I'm like hitting the explore page. (laughs) I'm growing so quick. I'm like, this is awesome. And then there'll be like a three month just like dry spell of like nothing, Mm -hmm. like not showing my posts to my followers not putting me on the explore and like to your point like just really like almost excommunicating me for like a couple months for no reason and it happens to everyone like it happens to everyone but I think that's why like going back to that original question like that's why it's so important like you can't really focus Mm -hmm. on that stuff as long as you're like making money of course but like you're following like kind of your passion especially in this industry like you have to lead with like passion and value. And like you talk about influence, like, Mm -hmm. why are you actually doing this? And of course, like I said, it's a mental balance. You obviously have to think in the back of your head, like I have to make money. Mm -hmm. But like, if you lead with that, it's very obvious. And it's like counterproductive when like trying to build a community. Mm -hmm. People can just see through it really, really easily. And like, Mm -hmm. you have to kind of just be in the moment um, not I feel like I tell people like not be so perfectionist about everything. Yeah. You kind of just have to go for it, focus on the two platforms and just understand that like your content is going to perform like shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to be like amazing. Yeah. And like you just kind of have to roll with that and like be OK with it. I have this like saying and I, I feel like I always say this to my clients, but I feel like everyone always feels like social media is like the new way of like making money. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. the new way of like actually like, building your career. And I think it is. But I think that we also have to come to this understanding that a lot of the traditional social media platforms were actually built as, you know, to be social, to have an actual community and not in the way of a community of like, I have all these followers, but like, I always think about it, like in the terms of like Facebook groups Mm -hmm. of like people like going and connecting with one another for actual value. And so I think that we, we want that we desire that we look for that. But if we are, we're wanting to be like that person that's actually like curating that audience or building that following, I think you're right. I think it's just you showing up and being you, right? Versus like you trying to like push the end where it's like, well, I kind of have to make money. Yeah. And I think there's some, you said something really important because people just, oh, this sounds so bad, but like, I feel like there's this weird thing now where like everyone thinks they can be an influencer, which it is open for the taking. Like you can do it. Anyone can do it. Uh Like no one can be you. Like everyone has like a value, especially when you're authentically yourself online. Mm -hmm. But I think there's this like level of like, 
people don't understand that it's like actually really hard work. I believe it. And it's so funny because there's like these TikTok debates of like influencers claiming their job is harder or whatever. It's like it's not a competition, but it's not. (laughs) easy mm-hmm. nothing is easy when you're doing it by yourself no and like it takes grit and effort and hustle but like there is a level of social media that is open for the taking and like mm-hmm. if you're i don't know like a dentist or a dermatologist mm-hmm. like you 110 percent should be trying to monetize from social media as yeah. well and yeah. like add that on to your business mm-hmm. but you're right like it's community based like you have to focus on like the value you're adding and that's a hard thing to answer like people throw it around all the time like you have to add value you have to add value because you can have like an influencer that has like a million followers but if they can't sell anything or if the community doesn't feel like they can trust or have any type of communication with the creator it's like i don't know like i just in my opinion i don't see how like brand deals or like transitioning from creator to business owner could like really be super successful. I'm sure there's like outliers, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that you're honestly, you're hitting on a lot of points that I feel like we recognize too, like on the marketing side, right? Like we constantly have to tell brands, like if we're going to put you on social media, it's not necessarily for us to make a sale. Yeah. Right. We're treating your social media as the direct contact from your community to interact with you, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you see brands and you feel this all the time and always reference like recess, always reference like... um, Love recess. Love recess. And their social media and their branding is just so fun, right? And they make kind of a joke out of it. I love that. And people have been able to just really resonate with that because it doesn't feel so pushy. It doesn't feel like a sale. We're getting sold to every single day. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's really important too on the creator side. So as a creator, when you go to work with these brands, what does that look like nowadays? Because I feel like, again, I started working with influencers, oh my God, back in like 2017. I feel like that's how we like originally met. I think so, like probably. you reached out to me for an event or something. Probably. That's how we got in contact. That makes total sense. <laughs> but like back then it wasn't like, like influencers weren't getting paid. Like there were bloggers that were getting paid off the ads from their blogs. Mm-hmm. Like this is how old school this was. Yeah. And now we're seeing such a turn of, you know, content creating and like actual, like, again, like you are, you are actually now being paid for the value, which is the content that these brands are needing. And brands need so much of that. They Mm -hmm. need the UGC. They need testimonial. They need to build up their reputation. And by partnering with creators, that gives them such a dynamic play into their brand and to really like showcasing who's their demographic and like, who are they speaking to? And like, this is the person that's representing us. So what does it look like in today's age now with you know, again, everything has changed so much. How do you how do you guys typically work with a brand? What does that look like? It's so funny because I feel like everyone does it kind of differently. Yeah, because I mean, influencing, quote unquote, content creating, like there's no guidebook, like there's no class. Like for me, I just think I took like a year after I graduated to just trial and error it and like figure it out. And this was back in like right like 2018 2019 Mm -hmm. and so back then I would just like and I still do like really hard is just pitch myself like big Mm -hmm. time introduce myself send my socials send like my media kit which is like a resume for influencers essentially and like tell them that I like why I want to work with them and it's essentially how you would pitch like a client if you were like a marketing company or whatever um 
but there's obviously like different influencers for like different things. You like mentioned a few, but like, I feel like I've had people in brands ask me like, what influencers should we go for? And I think it like just matters or it depends on like what your goal is. Like, is it ROI? Mm -hmm. Is it good content? Is it both? Is it just UGC? You know, Mm kind of like you mentioned, but yeah, so I'll pitch and then, or they'll pitch me either or, and then like, we kind of go back and forth about what the goal of the campaign is and like what the deliverables they want. And then I send them a rate sheet. And if like their marketing budget allows for it, they'll agree. Or if it doesn't, we'll try to negotiate something. But yeah, it, it pretty much just works kind of similarly to like, if you were going to pick up a brand as a marketing company. Okay. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely like more chill, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not as like, like it's so funny. I was with my friend and she was like watching me do emails and me and this brand, like this influencer girl that like works for some company and I were talking back and forth and we've worked together a bit and we're just like KK, like smiley face. And then like, <laughs> like sounds good, like talk so cash. Like just super cash. And my friend was like, is this like a business person of Norse? And I was like, yeah, but we're cool. Like we work together a lot. So like you do end up forming like these brand partners that like do come back and like want to keep working with you or they're like one-offs and they just need you once and like, that's it. And you try to utilize that brand deal the best you can. Mm. But I think there's like a lot of, I think the thing that influencers are struggling with like now, because going back to what you said, like I started, I have a blog. I purposely updated mm-hmm. so that I can keep calling myself a blogger I and I don't it. have to say I'm an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with the term, but I'm like, I'm a blogger. I have a blog. Well, I feel like um, it just gives more, it gives more firing power, yeah, right? Like well, you're multiple streams of income. Like, yeah. It's just smart to have one, especially because brands do like occasionally want to pay for like a blog post. It's not as popular anymore. When I started, I wasn't getting paid till I was like past 10K. Yeah. Like I was getting like good engagement too before mm-hmm. 10K and like no one wanted to pay any influencer that was under 10,000 followers. Yeah. And that was like back when like you couldn't even get the swipe feature unless you had 10,000 followers. Which I feel like is that's so again, like archaic. Like it's I know. so funny. We just met with a restaurant client and he's like, I don't want anyone under 10K. And I'm like, it's funny because some of the micros, especially here in San Diego that are the foodie micros. So good they can convert better than some of the very old school, very large following accounts. It's just different. It's just such an old way of thinking. Yeah. Like it, micros are are incredible. Yeah. So it's so dependent on like what the goal is too. And like, that's why I feel like a lot of brands in, like now aren't asking for like, can I see like your analytics of how many people from like, I don't know, like the US or like, I don't get it as much anymore. I'll get maybe if it's like a fashion or beauty brand, they'll ask for like a ratio of like gender just to make sure that like the female side is like prominent. Yeah. I feel like no one asks me anymore for like my demographics or like whatever, because people aren't so concerned anymore that they just want someone who has like a loyal following. And obviously that's dependent if a restaurant in San Diego wanted to hire me for a collab. They're going (laughs) to want to make sure lots of people are from Southern California. I mean, yes, I feel like to your point, there's a lot more awareness and education on the creator community. Yeah. Right. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good. You won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. 
It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. So when we think about like the creator community, what do you think? Like, do you think it's becoming oversaturated? Do you think that again, like anyone can step up and do it? Is there some sort of secret sauce or is it something that like, for example, I have this conversation a lot too with brands where a lot of brands, again, a couple years ago, used to think that it was just a giant bubble and that it was actually going to pop, you know, and that people couldn't just go out and be creators and that it just was never going to become an economy. And now it's like, a legitimate economy within our own ecosystem. So like where where is your brain at with like what the creator economy is doing and like where you see it going? I don't know. I don't think it's like oversaturated. I think a lot of people talk about that. I think if you're showing up as 100% yourself, it's not oversaturated because no one can be you. That's like true. no one can be That's you. There's always people who are going to want to follow a new vlogger or a new TikToker or whatever. Mm -hmm. Do I think it's oversaturated if you're like trying to be like everybody else and like you're not putting in the effort to like really like nurture a community? Maybe a little. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like it's not that like anyone couldn't do it. It's like you have to be doing it for the right reasons. Like if you're trying to do it to be like famous, like it's not going to work out probably for you. I mean, maybe there's going to be someone that's like, it worked for me. Um, isn't that sad that you have? I have I mean, I'm so uh, used to having to rebuttal my own statements because no, of social media. I mean, yes. But like, I think it's like, it's funny because like, then you have someone like Tinks. Yes. And it's like, but I'd never seen anything like that girl before she came out. No, nothing like her. Very yeah. true. But like, I was just listening to one of her podcasts on the way over and she's talking about this idea of like cringe mountain. Have you ever heard this? No. I kind of love this. So she's talking about like, there's so much opportunity on the other side of cringe mountain and cringe Mm. mountain basically requires you to be cringy, to put yourself out there in order for you to get to the other side and to like get all these opportunities. And so she started talking about it and she's like, and I realized like my cringe mountain was during the pandemic when I literally thought the world was over. And she's like, I realized like I wanted to be an influencer. So I just started like going on TikTok and like it blew up. And it's so it's funny when we hear things like that. And I think, again, that that component, though, never happened until TikTok or at least until 2020. Yeah, it happens on Instagram, but like more subtly because people aren't as like, I'm going to talk to the camera and post it straight to my feed. You know what I mean? But I think like 
there are people that are like really good examples of like how this works. Like Savannah Isla, I think I'm saying her name properly. Mm-hmm. We have like such different style, completely yeah. different aesthetics. But I, she's one of those people that I just like love. look up to. Not even oh. like love. Like I just look up to her because I mean, I love her, but it's not I don't really follow her because of like her fashion content or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like she's what she's done with her community is impressive like the um the level of like authenticity is just so there Mm -hmm. and so like kind of like going to your like cringe mountain point it's like it's almost like cringy when you're like not being yourself Mm -hmm. like I feel like people think that they're like being cool or like they're doing what the like popular girl is doing and so it like makes them inside feel cool yeah but like it's actually cringier and I think the moment I started really like putting myself out there and like really just like being 100% myself is the moment I started growing Mm -hmm. I think I always tell people like you kind of have to and this is like I'm gonna contradict myself a little I've always been told from like my dad's an entrepreneur I have like a lot of entrepreneur mentors like everyone always has told me from a young age like copy the people who are successful But like you have to do it being yourself at the same time. Like I follow slash stalk people on Instagram and TikTok who are very good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And then I apply the techniques they're using Mm -hmm. to myself and then be myself while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like. I don't know. It's it's not oversaturated if you can get over the cringe mountain Mm -hmm. and that cringe mountain is like not being 100% yourself. Which is such a... God, that's such a good piece of advice. You know, I feel like, again, like you you talked about, like you were saying like the word or the saying like add values, like so overused. I feel like the word authenticity was so overused. I know. I love that word too. And everyone's like, but, it's so cliche now. But to like, your point, when you explain it the way you just explained it, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, because it's so individualistic. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like the most successful creators or the people that have just like really killed it, like Emma Chamberlain, like I don't oh even. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't even like consume her content. I Me just like either. know this about her is like she's just some normal girl that started yeah. vlogging and like people give a shit. And like Isn't I think people think that like they have to be a certain way or cool or like film something interesting Mm -hmm. but it's like the most engaged with content on my even on my stories is like when I'm talking about something so random like Mm -hmm. snacking at 11 30 at night and I'm like you guys (laughs) I'm so hungry at 11 30 at night and everyone's like oh my gosh that happens to me too and then like people just want to feel like me too when they watch your content at least as a creator and if you're not the vloggy type or like if you it's not if the main focus isn't you then like add value the way you're saying like about whatever you're doing and like live that out I love that I like this like me too idea because I think you're so spot on it was funny I was talking to um I call her my producer now because she literally does everything for me for the podcast and like thank god for her because she does she does a lot more in the agency besides just my podcast but we were talking and we were trying to come up with topics and we were just running through all these different topics. And she's like, you said this one thing. She's like, and I'll never forget. She's like, it was before I started working for you and I was on a podcast and she goes, and you just said like, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's awful. And she's like, no, she's like, that's why I wanted to come work for you. She's like, because like, I literally was like, thank God. And I'll, for, for me to hear that was such like kind of a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. because I think again, and I'm not in it as much as you are. And this isn't my livelihood. Like it is yours. 
But for me, it's so scary to put like myself out there and to talk about business and to talk about these things and not necessarily open up in the most intimate, relatable portions because for me, it feels like there's like that shame factor or Mm -hmm. like that fraud mentality. Mm -hmm. And I'm still working through a lot of that. But like, I also know that the podcasts where I've literally cried on and I've literally had like breakdowns on have been the ones where people were like, I'm so happy that you shared this because now I feel less alone. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. I feel like whenever you go into something like vulnerable like that, mm-hmm. um, it's like you always have to just think about like, I just need to swallow this nerve and like think about the people that I'm impacting. Because for me too, I felt the same way. Like I'm very open and like, I love to get deep with people. Like I hate like surface level conversation. Like I love it. But it is intense, like putting yourself yeah. out there about like your past or like for me, like talking about my depression and anxiety or like talking mm. about that journey. I think that's why I get nervous before I do like pod episodes because uh-huh. I'm not like um, I don't get nervous to like public speak or anything. Yeah, I think it's just like intimate. And yeah. so like you want to make sure that you're articulating yourself well. And yeah. like to your point of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> and so it's funny when people are like, I want to interview you. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I going to say? <laughs> like, yeah, because you're kind of like we know how we do things and how we're successful and how we go about running business. But I think when you're an entrepreneur or like you're just a solo show, like you're like, I'm just like rolling with it. Like, I'm just doing it. Like, yeah. I don't really have a plan, but yep. I have a goal. And I have like a mission. Mm-hmm. And so I think it goes back to like putting that first and like obvious back of my mind, like, OK, I need to pay rent. But like <laughs> forward, like all I care about is like the impact I mm-hmm. leave. And like I want to make sure that I'm like happy every day when I work, because even when you love what you do, you like hate some days. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like putting that forward and channeling that makes the like intimacy and like shame and scaredness of like being real on socials easier. Mm -hmm. But I also think like everyone has their insecurity for socials. Like for me, I have never been like ashamed of who I am. Mm -hmm. It's been like, I've almost been like too upfront. Like I've had to work on like pulling back. (laughs) I have more of an insecurity with body image. Mm. So like for me, it's really hard if I have like a swim campaign, I I catch myself being like, okay, like this is intense. Like Mm -hmm. I feel a little nervous. Mm -hmm. But then like maybe someone like you is like, oh, I'm cool with the content, but like talking about my feelings and like talking about my intelligence or whatever, like maybe that makes me a little more nervous. Or maybe there's someone that's like, I can do all of that, but like, I don't know how to like foster a community. Like that's really intense for me. So I think everybody kind of has their little like flaws and insecurities when it comes to social media, because social media can be a scary place. It can be. And I think again, like we were just... I think I keep going back to like 2020 or like the pandemic because we were like all at home and there was so much attention on social media, like more, more so than ever that we saw so many things happen. Mm -hmm. And so I I totally agree with you on that. I want to ask you too, you know, what ways do you feel like your brand kind of influences your community? Because I I know you you talked about this mission and I also want to get into your podcast. Oh yeah. But but I want to talk about, you know, because again, for not everyone that knows you or for not everyone that knows what you're up to, I think at first glance, they see, you know, your profiles, they see the following, they see fashion, they see your style. They don't really see like Hannah behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So like, tell me a little bit about like how you feel like your brand really like impacts and influences your community. It's so funny because I feel like 
what you just said, like, oh, they see your brand, whatever. Like, people are so judgy. Like, even like meeting people they out are. in the world, <laughs> like meeting people out in the world is hard for me sometimes who like mm. aren't in the community, like aren't in this community. I would consider like you in this community too. Like <laughs> social media marketing is the same thing. Yeah, I try like so hard not to tell people what I do at first really? because I feel like there is this like negative connotation of like sure. being in fashion and like influencing like it's this like surface level thing Mm -hmm. and like that was what started like how hand sees it like not wanting to be surface level like I felt like when I started the blog I was very lost and confused and like I didn't feel like I had a voice and I felt like there was no one being like authentic at the time this was like in 2018 it Mm -hmm. wasn't being talked about as much and so I was like I want to be that voice for people. I think I just didn't really know how to do that. And it took time Mm. to like learn how to like foster community and show up as 100% myself through like practice, therapy, the whole nine. (laughs) So much therapy. (laughs) So much therapy. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) No, but like I, I realized like, like I said, like I started looking at the people that I like really looked up to and I was like, what makes them like, why do I follow these people? And it was because they were 100% themselves and they were putting everything out there. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. So I feel like, my posts on Instagram are very like editorial and like, because I love Which that. I love. And Thank I love you. following you because it's, you. it is, you are such a breath of fresh air, I will say, Thank on you. social media. Thank and I look you. forward to all That's your content. So nice. Thank you. I just love the fashion side of it. It's yeah. such a passion. It truly is. Like half of the business is like passion for fashion. Like I just love it. Mm-hmm. So like posts definitely stay like that. But I think I really try my best on stories to like just treat it like a vlog. And I, I think that's that. like shown mm-hmm. like my personality. Mm-hmm. I think also TikTok helped with that too, being able to do get ready with me's in the morning and just talk. Mm-hmm. But stories for sure have been like something that I utilize to like not be perfect. I mm-hmm. post in the moment, like every day I don't save anything. Like I yeah. just constantly am posting and trying to talk to the camera in public. Like I don't care. Like people yeah. are staring at me. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like whatever. <laughs> um, when you start out and you really care about like, because for me, like, this isn't just about like being an influencer. Like, I want this to be like a community that eventually turns into a clothing line, into a product. Like, I think that's that's a completely different like roller coaster (laughs) of manifesting that. Yeah, we are for sure. (laughs) It's like, it's one of those things. And this is like a little rule, like one of my little things about me is like I don't even like want to say like I'm manifesting like I know it's gonna happen like it's fine oh like, wow you've already decided I, I've already decided like, I love when that. I set my mind to something like it it happens I don't know when but it will happen because are I you want a manifesting generator have you, done your, have you done your human design yet? No. I, I, would, See, like I so would put un- money on that I'm bet. so unaware. I'm just like, <laughs> I just know this is how it is. But you're very intuitive. You're very yeah. in tune with who you are. Totally. Yeah. I go on a tangent. Like that is such a separate conversation because I do feel like that's like a for influencers, a lot of them just think like it's just influencing and they mm-hmm. don't like push themselves past that. Yeah. Which is like you really should. But in regard to creating a community and just like creating a self brand, I think that was always so important to me. And so I started like coining things to try and get my followers to just like recognize things about me. Like, for instance, like I always said from like day one unapologetic fashion lifestyle and I've tried Mm -hmm. to bring the word unapologetic into everything just as a way to represent being like a hundred percent authentic and who you are and I don't know you don't get to like talk to your followers on the street a lot so like you don't think if it like sticks or not you just like keep pushing and so I feel like for a long time I didn't think it like would stick I just continued to do it though because I was like if I want 
something to be big, if I want something to be taken seriously, like I need to treat it as such. Mm -hmm. And so it's so funny. I like ran into a follower and they were talking about like unapologetic. And then at my podcast launch party, it was like people were like unapologetic, like so on brand for you. And I'm like, oh, my God, people do know that word like from me. That's awesome. Yas. And then like, <laughs> like, you just don't realize, no, you know, because you're like, as a creator, like you're by yourself. Yeah. You're usually a team of one. I can't wait till I can hire a, well, and you're, uh, an assistant. You're in your own silo, right? Yes. So it's hard. And again, I, again, we we have a team and I'm grateful for that. But a lot of times too, like my own content, I when I, before I would bring my team into stuff, you would only, you would depend on the algorithm or the engagement to determine whether or not people liked that. And sometimes yeah. that's kind of unfair and it makes you kind of set up for like, Mm-hmm. You know, there's you're just kind of bouncing your own thoughts and your own like your own thinking off yourself. And that's totally. kind of hard. And I think because of that, like and that's what I said, like about like you can't let that stuff get to you because I feel like it gets to a lot of people and then they give up on yeah. the like holding on to branding. But like I just tried my best to be like, I don't care. Like, I know that this is meant for me. Like, I know that like this is my passion and what God created me to do. Like, I'm going to keep doing it. And so you don't realize like how much, you know, hello, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You don't realize like how impactful like repetition is and like Mm. your words are and like being your authentic self. And like when I started hearing followers be like unapologetic, like blah, blah, blah. And then like the rich bitch baths, like I started bathing, like bathing all the time. And so I'd like post it like I'm in the bath and I'm like, oh, I should (laughs) coin this because I caught myself like every time I'm in the bath, I just like deep think about like new ideas and like what I could do to like level up or like what are some like affirmations I need to repeat to myself that are like Mm. weighing on me today. And I was like, oh, I'm going to coin this rich bitch bath because we are like speaking richness over like hell yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start that. And then that could like eventually be like a robe around Christmas in like eight years. Oh my God. So cute. So I just start like thinking about like Branding is so important. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people think it goes unnoticed because they're not big. Mm. But like you have to do it because what if you like what one day your reel is going to go viral if you're putting in the work. Mm -hmm. One day your content is going to do well. Yeah. And like slowly but surely, even if you don't go viral, you're going to build a community if like you're dedicated and if you're authentic. So you might as well just like implement these things that like people Mm. know you by because not everyone's going to remember your name. There's like hundreds and thousands of influencers. I feel like that's going to give so many people such a fresh take and like hope for like for just what you said. Because I think, I think number one, you're spot on. People do give up and it's already kind of scary. And it's already kind of like we talked about cringe mountain. It's like, you feel cringe. You feel like you're putting yourself out there. You're not sure who's going to make fun of you or who's going to receive you. And then you get to this point where it's like, then you're consistently showing up. There's always a little bit of this, like, and I've seen this happen so many fucking times where I see these creators that will start and then give up. And then I see these creators that just fucking keep going even if stuff's not hitting. And then all of a sudden, one day, it's like they just come into their own. Yeah. And so I feel like you're just kind of giving people hope. And I feel like that's what people need to hear, especially if they want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think also, too, like, I think being a creator, like what you said, there's so many different elements of how to create. Mm -hmm. Like you love your passion. You have your mission. You have all these things you want to do. There's also so many other things, you know, like UGC, like copywriting or like whatever or ghostwriting like and I'm getting off topic but 
I just think that there's there's a ton of ways to be a creator. And I think that everyone yeah. should be encouraged to like look into that if that's truly what their their heart's leading them to do. I'm so glad you said that because I think there's like, oh, social media is such an interesting place, especially when you do it for work. There's a level of like, and I've talked a little bit about it on my podcast, but like there's a level of like ego mm-hmm. that gets in the way and like mm-hmm. in an intense way. Yeah. Like for instance, you post content that you love and it like doesn't do well, mm-hmm. but it's like not an ad. Yeah. But you like feel like shit about it. Aww. And like, you're so sad. I Okay, wait, like, this just happened to me literally like two days ago. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So I'm speaking to you right now. <laughs> happens to me all the time. Happens to all creators all the time. We yeah. all talk about it. Yeah. I even try not to like vent about it with other creators because it just like feels this like we could go on tornadoes about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's this weird level of like, you take it really personally because yeah. it's yourself. Mm-hmm. I think like when you're a business owner or like your head CEO of like a company, like there's a level of like ego that doesn't get tar- like mm-hmm. hurt or like knocked at. It's um, I would say it's different. It's but a yes. little bit different. Like it's just validation is interesting on mm-hmm. social media and you can be so confident and it will still get to you because yeah. like you're putting yourself out there. And or you took like an hour to shoot this amazing content that just doesn't do well. Mm. And so then you like feel like shit about it. Or maybe you like give up and don't want to post. But then your engagement gets worse because you didn't post. I think there's a level of ego that you kind of need to like put in the trash. Yeah. Of just like, this is just how it is. Yeah. And like, just because it didn't do well doesn't mean you're not doing well. Mm -hmm. And like, especially like going back to like, if you're keeping business in the back of your mind, like being realistic about things, like if you're signing brand deals Mm -hmm. and like you're growing in that way, like why are you crying about your likes being low? God, that's such a good, good like perspective. Oh, I need to take it too. Like we all get in our head about it. Honestly, sometimes like the best piece of advice is the ones that we, for ourselves, is the one that we give to others. But I I would have to say that that is so applicable because I also do see it on the brand side and I've seen it also, you know, with myself and it is, it's, it's, it gets inside your head. You get totally. inside your own head. Totally. But like, if it was something, I'm trying to think of an example, but I've literally never worked like a nine to five after college. Like I worked in retail Good and then like you. just jumped into how hand sees it. <laughs> but like courtesy of my dad supporting me for a year, by the way, we're keeping it real here. But, um, I love it. But I don't know. Like there's just, it's different. It's like this, because if you were, if you, what you do essentially for another brand, like it's not quite yours. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this level of logistical like mindset that goes sure. into being like, it's okay. It's one post. Like we're yeah. doing good. We're keeping up a brand presence. Like things sure. are continuing. But when it's your own content mm-hmm. and like the likes aren't coming in or like whatever, you're like, well, why didn't they like it? Like yeah. it becomes personal because yeah. it is, it's a self brand. Yeah. But I think a lot of influencers want to be taken seriously. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they don't take themselves seriously as a business. And it's like, that's an interesting concept. Like, be a business. Like yeah. it happens. It's yeah. like my dad had like, I literally was like, had a meltdown like a month ago ish because I just like wasn't signing as many deals as I wanted to that month. Like it was just like a low month, I think with the economy and everything. I just was like January. Yes, it was January. Because <laughs> January well, and it kind of like went into February. Like it just yeah, like it was February low. Was and too. I feel like I ended last year so good. And so yeah. I was just like, everyone had, a I'm ready for December. 2023. Like it's going to be amazing. And it just wasn't. And no. like content was performing bad. Uh, 
partnerships weren't coming in like mm-hmm. everyone was just struggling and like i felt like i kept like being like it's okay roller coaster and then it hit like month two and i was like this is scary so i called my dad and he was just like i get like that what you do isn't like a normal quote-unquote job mm-hmm. but like welcome to business baby like this is That's what true. happens like it's a roller coaster there are months where you're just like in the red and it's like scary and then like the next month you're like soaring like welcome like and if you want it's really hard because it is you Mm -hmm. like it's definitely easier said than done like Mm -hmm. when someone on tiktok tiktok is mean scary place and like i'm a confident person but like when someone comments and they're like that outfit is so ugly like it does sting or like when something doesn't do well i'm like fuck like that sucks like whatever but like you have to just keep reminding yourself like this is a business as long as i'm like staying on my shit i'm signing deals i'm like doing the things i need to do like you just got to roll with it and drop the ego a little bit, you know? I love, I, I feel like me and you have a lot of synergy with our relationships with our dads because my dad's also an entrepreneur and I'm very close with him. But okay, this is, you have been honestly amazing. I have two <laughs> last you. questions for yeah. you. And I just think that this has been so insightful. So my my next question is I want to I want to ask about you transitioning and starting a podcast. Oh my god. Because from going from, you know, one median of content creation to now you're doing the podcast and you're doing content there, what made you want to start a podcast and like get into it? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So the podcast has been really intense and scary, but it's been so good and like rewarding. I'm really happy that I'm doing it now. I feel like I've like found a medium that I'm like, okay, this is like a good addition to how Han sees it. It was like a very kind of strategic move for me because like you said, like my page is like very editorial and fashion. My stories are, is what like kind of gives me like a deeper edge. Like that's where I kind of get real. But I was like, I want to say more. I Mm. want to like foster like important conversations. I think when you're in this industry or you're in any type of entrepreneur position, like it is hard to like keep up motivation. It's hard to like not get imposter syndrome. It's hard. It's just hard. Like you can be like the most confident person and it's still hard to just like be there for yourself and be your own cheerleader 24 seven. So podcasts were like a huge motivator for me like listening to people's stories, like Mm. huge. Mm Because then I'd like hear someone's story about how they like were a drug addict and now they're like a CEO. And I'm like, why are you crying, Hannah? (laughs) You're so privileged. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? And so it would get me like out of the dumps a little like, oh my God, like if that person can do it, like you 100% can do it. Like you're doing it now. Yeah. And so I realized like, okay, I have something more to say. I love having deep conversations. And this has been such a good source of motivation for me. Like I want to do that for other people. And so like during the pandemic, that was kind of when I had the idea, but I really wanted to think about it. And I wanted to make sure that I like launched it at the right time, just Mm -hmm. because if I start something like I'm giving it a hundred, like I don't want to give it like half Mm -hmm. and I like want it to be like big and good. So I like waited a little bit and then I decided to practice on Clubhouse. Oh, okay. So do you remember that app during the pandemic? Yeah. yeah. So I started a little show where I'd like bring on influencers just to talk about like Instagram stuff and like ask them like their story Mm -hmm. of how they started. I feel like I remember this now. Yeah. Okay. And it it was like the easiest thing for me. Like it was like minimal effort, Mm -hmm. how easy it was for me to like have conversations with people without even like preparing for it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, 
oh, okay, I could do this. So then I like got more invested into podcasts just because of like where my mental health journey took me to. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is so good. Like this is fueling my soul. Like I want to keep getting like hyped up by these random people who don't know I exist and like listen to Ed Milet and like <laughs> the Skinny Confidential. Just the him and her podcast, like how many different people they bring on. Like mm-hmm. I just want to hear everyone's stories and like take what I can from these people who are successful. Like it goes back to like copying people who are successful. Like I want to hear everything they did. Mm. And then I was like, okay, it's tw- going to be 2023, like kind of like around October-ish. I was like, this is the year I'm doing it. And so then I started telling everybody so that they had to hold me accountable. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I did it. And I've been having people on. It's really, it's been really good. I'm like, I feel like I'm still like trying to figure it out, but I feel like it's been good. I just, I mean, I feel like the pod, here's the thing about podcasting. And I'm I'm sure, I mean, I know that, you know, Scout, but me and her talk about this all the time. It is one of the best, best ways to connect with people, to network with people, to educate yourself. And it opens up so many doors. Like it's like getting to have conversations with people that are like on your wish wish list that you wish you could just talk to for five seconds. That's so cool. It's amazing. And so I love this. I love this addition. I have one final question for you. Okay. And it's the question I ask everyone. Okay. And it's what does influence mean to you? I think that influence means having an impact and i think that content creators and influencers have like a very unique position where they can decide what they're going to do with that Mm -hmm. impact and i think the smart people show up authentically and like create value but like not necessarily just in a business way but create value for people like to have a community. Mm. And so I think it's about impact for me and like making a difference and being able to encourage people to have a voice and like live their life authentically. That's beautiful. Hannah, thank you so much for coming thank on the you. show. Where can everyone find you? How could they follow you? Oh gosh. Okay. So how Han sees it on everything, Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube. There's a couple apartment tours. There's some <laughs> random things that happen over there. Um, and then the podcast is how I see it pod and it's on Apple and Spotify and Instagram. Oh my God. Amazing. Okay. Well guys, thank you guys so much. And please let us know, please leave us a review. Feel free to DM Hannah, reach out to her, follow her. Follow inbox her. is open. Yeah. <laughs> follow her podcast and everything. And Hannah, thanks so much for going under the influence with Thank us. Thank you.